as, as, uh, as the French would say, allons-y. Wait, wait, who, where, what? It's just funny, you know, like when you move your window to one side of your monitor and you're like, am I looking at TK? No. Wait, are, are we actually yeah, on the right I'm side? looking at TK. <laughs> but are we on the right side or do we usually go? Nah, this, go I, usually? Yeah, I think we need to shake things up from time to time. So I like Okay, this. so maybe match the logo up here. Uh, <laughs> right there. So TK. <laughs> right. No, wait. Exactly. TK, wait, TK. And, yeah, anyways, and, you guys yeah. know. Hmm. Me, you. Somewhere. And we'll do fusion dance one other time, some other day. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, this way. Uh, wait, other way. Other way. There you go. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Best of Our Week, where we always have the worst intros. Never, never, ever worked. Never natural. Never, never looked like it was ever even remotely orchestrated in any way. Oh, just like you got to work really hard and plan everything out to make it look this slapdash. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I okay. So I. I'm going to start saying the word I'm a yeah as a capricorn I like to say I'm methodical. Oh no. Oh my god. No. No, no, no. Let's let's not let that last we last uh, are, are, I mean you show. you just mentioned are you, are you going to explain to our viewers what it is that you're you're talking about here? Uh why not? Why why not we why not, why not go down the route? Um so earlier this year down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole to the 10th degree or the 10th house or something to that effect. Um about a few hours ago Juan and I were in a Team Pixel um, holiday mm-hmm. get-together gathering. You know, Team Pixel mm-hmm. loves to do these things, uh, you know, online and so on. So we had an opportunity little, to like, get-togethers and workshops. So. Absolutely, yeah. And and it's, yeah, so as uh, JC's holding right there, let's go ahead and bring you front and center. Bam, bam, bam. Um, so tarot card yes, set. Yes, I am holding a Google-branded tarot card, tarot card set. And that, that, that came. <laughs> we're gonna do this. That with came a candle a and sage. And and yeah, and then we have uh a very there is sage and, and I did burn mine. Juan didn't hit I did but, not I could not burn sage in my I, office. My wife was making so much fun of me, like you're gonna set off a fire alarm. You're gonna set yeah, off a fire alarm. I I you know <laughs> I would not do that again. It, oh, he, oh and we switch. Okay, let's go ahead and come back. There we go. So the 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 event let me put the box down. Uh, the event was including a basically a session of using uh, your Pixel 6 Pro or your Pixel 6 and uh, initiating and basically an AR experience using AR Instagram. AR tarot card reading. <laughs> AR tarot card reading. Um, so, yes. Uh, Tech Love and Mama's in the chat. Hey, hope, hope you're doing well. Ooh, Purple, love my love it. I love it as well. No, I, so, I got to tell uh, you, like, they, they spared no expense. These tarot No, no, no. These are very, are very, very much. Yeah, I so, need playing cards made out of this stuff. It's, they, it's hilarious, like, how well I, they did this. I think this. just as an experience of going through it. So um, the um, they, they had a person hosting it, and we we were sitting through it. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, she, she was went a trip. She was so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's fun just listening to her, like, the... The mannerisms, the things. I guess she's very direct. She, you know, there's no yeah. filter turned on. Lots of swearing. <laughs> Lots yeah, no of filter. swearing. Definitely not an Instagram filter turned on. Uh, but yeah, it, it was essentially a, a way for us to use our Pixel 6 Pros to be able to uh, look and see further or other animation added to these cards. These are all AR-enabled cards to work with a mm-hmm. filter on pixels. So long, long story long, it was a fun hour. We got a chance to hang out. Um, there was a lot of predictions made on different horoscopes across, you know, the spectrum. 
And, uh, but it was interesting for me because it spoke to me directly. Like, I don't usually do tarot cards and stuff she like that. She kind of nailed your whole vibe. But she like, got me on point. you spoke up for, point. for your, your sign and, and you're like, but yeah. what about this business relationship? And yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. on it. Because she's like, yeah, a couple of years ago or so, you tried to do something, it didn't work out, and it's going to come back, and now you're going to be able to do it. And it was like literally talking to me couple of years back i tried leaving xda and and it was i was out for about six months or so and then xda came back and they asked me to come back and i did actually go back and work with them and it was a different approach to things but now i'm actually out i'm actually out out so it's kind of like the thing that should have happened a few years ago that everybody you know she said you weren't ready then but you're ready now and you guess what I am ready now. <laughs> I saw in the look on your face too. It was like, oh, that's resonating. Yeah, that's like well, he's okay, feeling that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, how did you know? I was like, how? See, did but I'm you know? I'm too much of a headstrong Leo for her to say like there were going to be some challenges and there are going to be some things that I have to look out for and some of my workflow and stuff. And I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I I mean, hey, man, she she was the the net that she casted was for the most part very wide. It could have been anything. Sure. But for me, the thing that, that resonated is mostly because I am currently going through a major change. Um, I'm starting major changes. I changed, you know, my podcast has moved on its own channel. I'm changing the way I'm doing things on my channel on my own. I'm not pushing out as much videos. I'm kind of focusing on two videos on the English side, one video on the Arabic side, and then content on the podcast. So there's a lot of different moving items. So I think that's why it hit me. But um you know, it was fun. I think for, if, if anything else, I should not have burnt the sage in the office because <laughs> my office now smells like sage. And I'm hoping the smell goes away by tomorrow or something. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do some kind of weird stuff. But yeah. You're going to have to um, do another purification to purify the purification uh, that you did with the yeah, sage. Yeah, but hopefully burning something be. else. Yeah. Or maybe just keep a candle going or, and have an absorption. Or maybe. And just, just go with me here for just a second on this one. To get. Maybe, just maybe not burning anything. <laughs> maybe maybe I, that's that's the way out it was in the moment my friend all i can say is look the lady was there she said burns this age once twice three times get the cards right and get them run and initially it smelled nice but after the smell just doesn't go it just kept amplifying so yeah um my office is actually technically smaller than this than the gadget lab It's a little bit smaller yeah. than the gadget lab uh dimension wise because yours is longer i think so yeah um, should not have done that, but you know it was a learning experience. So I'll chalk it off to that. But that, that was what we were doing. So this is not our, our our first time hanging out on camera, our second time for the day. So today, yeah. Although day. I, you know, for a lot of the Google things, I I don't actually jump in on camera just so that I can like walk around and and like I don't feel like I'm tethered all day to my desk. Like I I cratered bad today. I was trying to get a video shot, I was trying to get a script written. I got nothing accomplished today. But I did learn how to solve a 2 by 2 Rubik's cube. So I spent my day very productively figuring out a 2 by 2 Rubik's two, cube. Rubik's cube. <laughs> how long my, No no no, but but the question is how long did that take you? It's not the I solved the TK. It's how long? Was it the so most the, of the evening uh, afternoon? No, no, not most of the evening. Like because I only just recently, like a couple of years ago, learned how to solve a traditional three by three speed cube. Okay. Um, the algorithms are obviously very different, but it's still similar in like that right hand twist uh, algorithm that you do on the three by three. So I would say it probably took me. 20 minutes to get the oh. feel for the very first time I solved this cube. And now I'm kind of roughly in that two-minute zone 
just because I, I, I actually have a hard time starting it. Like the, the starter just to get one side, mm-hmm. just I, I don't understand. Like my brain slows me way down, like just trying to get that one side. And once I get the one side, the rest of it's pretty quick. But I've already broken two minutes on that. Absolutely. Well, man, you're way ahead of me. I, I, I ventured into the Rubik's Cube, uh, but no, it was not my, my kind of jam. Uh, I got too frustrated and I peeled and repealed. It was, it was not fun. I, I didn't want to take credit for it, but I'm glad, glad that you got in, you're getting into that. Um, oh, it was Tech Loving Mama. No, hey, don't, don't, so she's like, if you ever get rid of the card set, hit me up, I'll buy it. I, I could not sell these to you. I, how about this? I'll, I'll put it out on camera right now. Um, I think we're following each other on Twitter. Shoot me a DM, give me your address, and I will happily send you my deck of tarot cards because they're just going to sit here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not inclined to go back and revisit my Google tarot cards, but I'll, I'll, I'll ship them out to you and, and just let me know where a good address would be. Yeah, and, and his are not, um, sage scented. Mine are. <laughs> no, I'll send you this. I'll, no, I'll send you the whole box. So you'll have the sage and the candle and the cards. It's all coming to you. And the instructions <laughs> and, and you just need to pull out the, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely, um, like I said, it was definitely an interesting show. Uh, very nice. And like I said, it was just chill little. It was fun. I, tur- I mean, again, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not super into the woo, but at some point we were listening to these conversations of people really breaking down the structural elements of oh, like yeah. their They were their like calendars. geeking out to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. And I had to, I had to text TK like away <laughs> from the group chat. Like, is this what normal people, people hear when we start talking about like processor benchmarks? Is this what we sound I, like I, to I, other I think, people? I, I think we we got served. We got served right. Because <laughs> I was like, so I thought I had a good understanding of what's going on in the show, right? So the first like 20, 30 minutes, she was going straight through all the different signs and so on and talking and whatever. And like by midpoint, at some point, we started getting some of the advanced tarot, you know, aficionados. Mm-hmm. Like, the best way to say that. I don't know what the term is. And they were talking about like like moon, house, sun, different signs. I had no idea where they were no, coming no from. Clue. At that, at that point, you like my eyes were like, okay. Yeah, at I one point, I thought I thought one of the girls in the chat was making fun of her. Yeah, no. And then she started replying because it and sounded was, like she was just making up terminology about like suns and houses and things. And then they started having an even more in-depth back and forth about like what her calendar looked like, and I was like, "Oh, this! Oh this no! Is, this is yeah, this, this is, is the language yeah. that they speak. This is a thing." And and we were on the outside, and we we're like, one way of making an entire pixel team look like they have no idea what they're doing. That was it. Um, no, no, but it, I mean, it, in reality, it, in all respect, obviously, it's it's more about. What you're into, and obviously, if you're into tarot cards and you under, and you are, if you follow, I guess the, again, I don't even know the terms that to even kind of justify saying it. So, if if you're a fan of tarot card reading and you and you follow and you understand the different categories and the houses and all the different things, sure. it makes perfect sense. Um, it did and, not make perfect sense. To no, us. no, it, it makes perfect sense to them. Mind. But to, uh, yeah, to, it was just like yeah. um, it, it felt like. Uh, Maybe should have been a different subject. I don't know, but either way, um, I think for for the most part, um, it was just a nice little gathering to see some of the other you know, really Team Pixel kind of getting together. It was definitely a smaller group, but you know, it was nice. Um, but you know, speaking of pixels, since we're in the conversation yeah. of pixels, um, tonight's subject of of uh, uh, how can I say the sujet de notre show tonight is uh, the Pixel Six and Pixel Six Pro, specifically 
the December update. Which is becoming the December. It, it's becoming a subject. In, Believe it or not, it's in it's the like, land of thing. tech. If you say the December, December, update, December update, update, people know. Nerds know it's, what you're talking about. Well, it's because for some reason it seems like the, the rollout has no rhyme or reason. Really, if you it's, think yeah. about it, Agreed. the UK got it, Canada got mm-hmm. it, but what's up with the US? Like, when do we get on the boat? Like, I yeah. would have assumed Google always starts in the US and ventures out, but it's like the opposite direction. So sure. quite a few people are are we obviously are voicing their voicing their opinion and so on. And again, don't get me wrong, we're not. It's not a it's not a complaint. It's more of understanding at least the approach to your rollout. I, I mm-hmm. would I would understand it if it was basically you know East Coast to West Coast, something to that effect. I, I would have, I would have imagined Google starting in their home base, California, then going across. But no, um, it seems like every other region has received the update. Uh, even yeah. Australia and the Middle East has received their updates because well, there's different my, variants so- of it. I've got a hypothesis, and okay. this is a completely unlearned hypothesis mm-hmm. with no insight from anyone who works at Google. But my feel is mm-hmm. I, I think this is something we're going to have to increasingly get used to in the United States because of the various oh. carrier breakdown and all of yeah. the differing support. And knowing that Google has gone with Samsung's modem on the pixel i would imagine that they're going to slow play updates to the united states where network connectivity might be impacted and so they're 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 probably being more conservative than they need to be but Mm -hmm. i also feel like the first wave of united states updates that actually do get pushed as an ota are going to be very critically observed to make sure nothing goes bork legit Mm -hmm. is it a more appropriate update for T-Mobile subscribers. Do Verizon customers, are they going to get wrecked by stuff like this? And that's the kind of stuff that I think they're being hyper-precious about. That's that's my guess. So we'll have I mean, to see it's, it's quite how it possible actually gets sent out. The, uh, so if you go to the Google website for just to see the Pixel builds that are available, because Google released the builds, by the way, just for reference. For anybody that has a Pixel, there is a full build of Android 12L on there available. So the December update mm-hmm. built is out. It's not an incremental update the way your Pixel will probably receive mm-hmm. it if you were getting the normal update. It's a full, you know, two, mm-hmm. I forget, like 1.7, 1.8 gig. Um, and you're able to download it and you're able to actually sideload it to your phone. You need to be comfortable using ADB, setting up some drivers, downloading the right files, extra, extra, extra there. But the end of the conversation is that still, still is not here. And the, the reason why I'm mentioning it today's, today's conversation is Juan and I were talking earlier in the week. We're like, yeah. hey, did you get yours? And he's like, no, did you get yours? No. Surprisingly, though, the <laughs> Pixel 5a. Like three 5A, days ago, we were like, are, are you constantly refreshing? Because I'm constantly refreshing. I, all, all day uh. Monday, I was like, refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> I'm like, check, check, check. I, I even, so I went through, like, I, I have some methodologies, right? I fired up my VPN. I logged into mm-hmm. the UK servers, logged into yep. Canada servers, went to Australia. I'm like Not jumping all it. over the place. No, Google is smarter Google than Google knows me. where you yeah, are. Absolutely. They know what's up. It's not Netflix. It's not like you're trying to trick Netflix there. <laughs> so that didn't work. And then I'm like, okay, well, what if I should shut my phone down and then give it a few hours and then turn it back on? Will it then? So I tried everything short of doing the rain dance at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just there was no update. And then, of course, the, the same sentiment, you know, Juan and I were obviously not – we were not the only two. It was not like being – yeah. So Juan's still waiting on it. It says he's up to date with November 5th. Well, um, so it, after this, you said you were going to sideload. And Greg in the chat also said that he uh, he, he uh, sideloaded. I did. 
the yeah, update. We, we, so I, I did sideload I the conversation. Yeah. Between the two of us, um, I'd slow play just to see when a United States update was actually legit pushed out. Yeah. And that way you could be the guinea pig and I'd see I if you had any I, issues. Because um, right now, like I, I'm I'm seriously considering throwing my SIM card back in the OnePlus nine regardless. Nine um, or, or what, nine pro, yeah. What? Yeah, I'm sorry, the nine pro. Yeah. So the nine pro I, the, I got the, the nine... update before they pulled the uh, the Android. I got so I I did the I think you and I updated at this exact same time because we have well with the exception of the different versions of one nine pro nine pro that we have. Um, my nine pro is having a major battery problem. Like I cannot have, oh, really? um, I had on 11, I had amazing battery life. And right now, mm-hmm. by the end of the day, like on a 24 hour cycle, where I unplug the phone about, I unplug the phone at about seven o'clock or six o'clock in the morning by the next morning at about six o'clock when I have to, when I'm usually, or five o'clock when I plug it in, I'm down to like 30%. And in the past, I gotcha. used to be close to like 50 to 60 um, not yeah. because I don't use it. It's just battery was really good and battery management was nice. And I don't have performance mode turned on, by the way. I keep it on balanced. So there's no real mm-hmm. need for that. So it has, I think it's, it's. I, I think I want to wait till they push the update, the full, the official update once they fix these little things and I'll sideload that mm-hmm. one as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been rocking the, the 9 Pro. I, I pushed out the video this morning with uh, the OnePlus Buds Z2 and mm-hmm. um, I was rocking that on the the OnePlus Nine Pro because I want to enjoy the best possible experience. Yeah. Um, I love LHDC with the Buds Plus, <laughs> uh, and that that for me has been kind of like the best experience. Now that we finally have it. <laughs> now that you find, you had to get it, and then. Um, but uh, so long story long, I think it's not a bad idea. I think the Nine Pro is definitely pretty good. Um, the Pixel Six Pro, I probably will be resetting. I, I think. Mm-hmm. It it's a weird, like there's a little bit of a slowdown, and it's not slowdown in the in the in the UI or anything like that, but like in the camera app, right? Okay, if I show, shoot a video, and it's not even a really like a long video, so I'm just, I'll show you what I mean. So here, we're gonna hit the button. It's recording video, right? I'm in the camera right there. So let's see if I can do this on camera and not bork it like uh, like it's supposed to be. So I'm gonna go ahead and hit pause, and. There's an ever so extra delay for when it shows up in my gallery. Like the actual video doesn't show up right away. And it seems mm-hmm. like it's there's like a little bit of a – I don't know what, if it's like a mechanic or something. Um, I don't know. That that doesn't sound too – It's uh, not a, super bad. No, no, no. I, I mean it doesn't like sound slower. too different than – Oh, okay. Cause, it's slower yeah. than what it was before. That's what I meant to say. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's almost always like a little processing A little bit. Um, before I ran a Geekbench – it's supposed to. It's supposed to do, yeah. You know, the, when you're taking pictures, obviously, it does that more. Um, but on Geekbench, uh, single score went up a little bit from like 1035 to 1046. And uh, yeah, that's um, multi-core dropped. Though. Well, yeah, but the multi-score, uh, multi, uh, multi-core dropped from 2923 to 2870, which is, again, nothing nothing to call home about. Um, the, the update, I guess, what I was trying to say is the, the approach is definitely more mystical, if any. Um, but if you are wanting to get it without having to wait, there are ways. Google obviously is your friend Um, and there, and you don't have to unlock the bootloader. This is obviously all official software that you're going to be using. You're going to be using, um, Google ADB files, platform tools directly Mm -hmm. for Android 12. And you just basically sideload the full official build that you download directly from Google. So we're not going to download things for anybody. It's more about understanding how to boot up into recovery, how to flash, how to sideload, how to do all of these things and then not be scared. Because it isn't the normal way. 
Um, and data is not wiped. If you yeah. show any hesitation, then if you blink, it, then, then the pixel sees it, it and they're like, fast. all data no. goes. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but for me, I think it's mostly because I think I need to also do some house cleaning. Um, I'm running out of space. I'm, I'm really low on space on that phone. <laughs> One, 128 for me is not a good number. It's not I, enough. I, well, maybe because really shooting, I, if you shoot 4K60 all the time, it just is not going to yeah. happen. Um, and that's, that's, I, I got this bug from this guy, Juan Carlos, every time I shoot video now. That's only that's the only format that should be, you know, I don't need to see 1080. I don't want to see 8. I want to see 4K and then 60 frames, and that's all I shoot. So It's, it's almost um, like having some kind of ability to expand storage on the device would be a I, nice perk. <laughs> if only there like were it. some kind of way that, you know, you could put in like an extra chip. Or, or like, pull, put a uh, can we get some kind focus? of card? No. Oh, That's hilarious on. that your Sony doesn't want to it focus on your focus Sony. on my Sony. Yeah, that is really funny, especially for how good Sony autofocus is. So I, okay, is so the, here's the weird thing: if I hit record, autofocus is on. Nails point. it. Yeah, yes. but because I'm not recording and it's sitting in in idle mode for some this reason, is, this is the biggest problem I've got. So I, I've got. I'm right now. I'm using my Panasonic G9. Yeah. which is actually my bigger brother camera that I do most of my shooting with. And I've stopped using my G85 for live streaming just because the most recent Panasonic update really improved autofocus when not shooting video. This, which is what we're doing now. Which is autofocus, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so I, I, mean, I want to replace it with another camera, but I need to know I need a camera that will maintain the highest accuracy of autofocus even when i'm not so just in preview i need mm -hmm. that same level of autofocus the g85 if i record video it actually does a pretty good job of like tracking my eyes it does that mm -hmm. kind of face eye tracking thing mm -hmm. fine that's great it it completely shuts off autofocus when I'm just in preview and it won't track anything, it won't track a subject. So that's useless to me. It used to work though. Remember when I first got this camera, we were trying it. It was like crazy good. So now for me, the only way for me to fix this is for me to do this. <laughs> I saw your arm move. Yeah. I mean, you it's know like what a, I'm doing. It's right? like a ventriloquist, <laughs> but not. <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, it's, it's the only way to do this. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, so I have to basically, you know, tether into it. Well, obviously, you know, so essentially what you guys hear, the magic is I'm actually connected via Bluetooth, uh, via Wi-Fi. <laughs> and um, that's how I usually do it when I'm in camera. But again, um, like to thumbnail it because it doesn't like mm -hmm. to focus too much because once it sees a mm -hmm. face, it jumps back to me because I have it on face mm -hmm. tracking. But anyways, long story thing. Um, yeah, I wish memory was expandable. I... I'm still trying to find my uh, find a way to try to pick up uh, like a 256 model, but they're still mm -hmm. either way overpriced on Swappa and or delivery date is way later. I mean, yeah, like crazy. The, so I mean, we're we're seeing that uh, kind of all across the board. I, I don't think anyone's shocked by us breaking the news that component shortages are definitely impacting that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, but also I, I this is one of those times to kind of bring up and and just to reiterate, like when we lose those features, they have an impact, and this is one of those safety net features that people would be benefiting from right now, if they right. had the ability to like, hey, I've got this 128 gig phone, I just need it to last another year, 
oh, I can double the storage for 30 bucks. Okay, so now now I can move all of my apps and games to the built-in storage. Even, and yeah, even if it's slower. Absolutely, even if it is it's, slower well, than the internal storage and, for storage. And since since the Note Four, we've had memory cards in phones fast enough to capture 4K video. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so miss me with this. Oh, but it's not fast enough. Do it right and use it for media, and you won't care. But it's also it's like you know if I'm if I'm putting a buffer of music on my phone because I'm I'm finally subscribed to a music streaming service, I don't get good enough signal up in the hills to always have like CD quality audio streams. So there are still mm-hmm. times I need to buffer music to my phone if I want to be able to count on it, especially when I'm walking around and shooting camera samples. Like if I'm up in the hills, I can't stream. Doesn't I mean it's just not physically possible. So here on my 128 gig phone. Here's a chunk of storage I've got to put towards that, a chunk of storage I've got to put towards my podcasts, a chunk of storage for all my games. When am I dumping footage? Because I'm not going to be able to make it through my shoot in No, in and one that's shot. what I'm happy to do. I, I have to actually offload all that content off of the phone. Make sure it's backed up to my Google Drive so that at least I have a copy of it in case I need to access it, but at least yeah. the originals I need to take off my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm thinking is is if I'm going to go through that process anyways, might as well just go through a reset because I'm worried if it's something to do with the fact that it was just maybe, you know, I'm on low storage. Maybe that's my issue is the fact that it has it's low. Yeah. I think I like maybe two gigs left. And it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I think that I, I would see. be impacting performance a little bit. You yeah. don't even have a swap space anymore. That's nah, hilarious. That That is not part of how we do it here, man. Team Pixel, my friend. No, it's kidding. Um, yeah, I think like, uh, oh man, my download folder is like two gigs. Images, uh, videos is actually what, I, what it, most of it is. It's like 35 mm-hmm. gigs of videos. Guess what I do for a living? Um, but uh, apps, 66 gigs of uh, for apps. Man, I need to, whoa, 66 flipping gigs. I'm a popular guy. Uh, oh, Instagram, they, it's a gig and something. Yeah, they do. They do. But yeah, um, and, I do have and a lot of things. we had that conversation, especially like when you were, when we had Josh on, we were talking about the Qualcomm announcement and mobile mm-hmm. gaming. Yeah. And we, we've been talking about this sort of off and on throughout the entire run of our podcast. Um, probably the biggest news story of the week. Um, I can't think of anything more important for the world of Android and uh, for mobility in general, but specifically for people who care about that kind of premium Android experience. Uh, The game Alien Isolation is now officially available on Android in the Google Play Store. It's $15, but it's the full... Game. Alien Isolation game. No 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 funky, you know, mobile. It's not um Alien Blackout. Because remember mm-hmm. Alien Blackout was basically Five Nights at Freddy's. It's like a mobile version a mobile game in the world of Alien Isolation. Um so the install is over twenty gig. <laughs> the it's a twenty you? gig game. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta I gotta look at the intro. Run the on your phone. I'm totally gonna buy it again. <laughs> I love that game so much. I want to be able to play it on a phone. Wait, hold on. So it, they said that it's three point six file, but then that's the main game, and then is there like the a library? main game? So when you unpack everything, and when you install everything, and you download everything, mm-hmm. it's it'll gig. take up around twenty gig of storage. It's hilarious. 
Wow. Okay. I need that on on a phone so bad. I well, and also just to like show it off. Like it'll be yeah, on sure. a phone. It'll be the. Phone, I can play cool like... games on my phone too. What kind of games do you play on your phone? I've got Alien Isolation, and then you know. Oh, okay. Well, no, check that out. Uh, actually, it has a specifically a listed device of uh, supported device. The six and the six Pro are part of it. The Moto yeah. G100, the OnePlus 6T, 7, 8T, and 9, but not the 9 Pro. I'm assuming the 9 Pro as well. Samsung from the S10 on, Note from the Note 10 on. Uh, Xiaomi is also in there, the X3 from Poco, and the Poco mm-hmm. Phone F1. Wow, that's actually pretty far back. Not even the F3, F1. Uh, but well, yeah, yeah I, mean, well, I thought that was kind of interesting, and especially with some of the different like graphics options, because again, mm-hmm. it's a PC game. So if you no, want to no, get right. in there and kind of tune it down a little, um, you can get it to run on some surprisingly older hardware, but um, yeah. The gra- it, I mean, it, from the preview, though, the graphic looks pretty nice. I mean, I know these are cutscene images and stuff, but mm-hmm. the, uh, the control, the mechanics on that look actually pretty good. It actually may not be a bad idea. It's just maybe not on this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have not so much on that one. Yeah. No, maybe. Actually, maybe I'll, I'll just put it on the Neo 2. I think that one I have a lot of storage on. Uh, I can keep that as a gaming um, option, which is actually... Actually, very nice. I like it. Romy makes yeah, actually for, it designs for. I, I I have that Black Shark in tow again, but I think I might try it on the on the Poco on the um, F three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if it works on the F three, it'll run it well be. on an eight seventy. Oh, absolutely! I, I think eight fifty five. Even I think I don't think it's it's really we're like you said we said it last week, man. We're way over. Yeah. Hardware wise, we're way way ahead of what we need realistically. Yes, TK, but I need to play it at ultra settings. Oh, if I can play okay. it on ultra settings on my 2080 Ti, I can't step down in the visual fidelity. Just so you want, I'm so you want the, the 2080 Ti inside of your phone and not be able yeah. to cook your breakfast, and, and you are not going to be surprised if you're able to cook breakfast on top of that. Thing. Yeah, you'll be able to scramble oh. some eggs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, the scrambled actually, egg spe- speaking of conversations, a little bit with Heath, there's been some articles uh, posted talking about. Potentially issues with this AD, uh, the HN1 and overheating, as what we talked about before with the architecture and yeah. the, the way things are. And I, actually, I'm, I'm not surprised. I honestly, they this isn't it's it's not something being addressed by by Qualcomm, and I think it's or even um, you know media. Well, I think it's they're so pushing I, it down I think for something, the OEMs. Something you said exactly. So yeah. something that you said, especially after that Qualcomm summit, really struck a nerve with me, and and I mentioned this on. I forget where, what else, who else I was talking to. Um, But I think from a Qualcomm engineering perspective, they have made an SOC with a certain performance envelope. And now they expect their manufacturing partners to sort of solve or to build around that performance envelope. Mm -hmm. And I think we are starting to kind of butt heads a little bit between the OEMs actually doing all the assembly on these phones and Qualcomm putting out some of this more aspirational marketing uh, literature about what these chipsets should be capable of. And again, like we said last week, there was such a stark difference between phones produced at the beginning of 2021 and Mm -hmm. phones produced near the end of 2021 where the phones at the end of the year tend to not be as screamer fast in all of these wind sprints, but seem to be better behaved for more longevity. I I keep pointing back to it because I'm just so consistently impressed with it. 
but the X70 Pro Plus does not win many of my benchmarks for having an 888 Plus. Instead, it does seem to handle more sustained performance more gracefully than like mm-hmm. my Xiaomi Mi 11i from the beginning of the year, which runs so hot, games that should play faster tank to like half the frame rate. So it, it, it's that kind of balance I think Qualcomm is expecting from their manufacturing partners. But at the same time, they're publishing data on these SOCs about the unicorn potential theoretical maximums of their SOCs. And I don't know that we can really achieve that on these new chips without some kind of active cooling and and more, I mean, like, more active cooling than what we can get in, like, a, a Red Magic. Those teeny tiny little... Hornet fans, like I'm talking, like a laptop fan, bolted to <laughs> like to a, like a, a, the, a lap, mobile SOC. the laptop desk, you know that that riser fan that's built in that has like multiple <laughs> exactly. area, multiple like uh, you know twenty and, and some fans. good copper heat piping <laughs> coming off it's, through the chassis. It, it absolutely, I think I felt like that. That was the approach. There, Qualcomm's con, what Qualcomm stands on. We are providing the OEMs the requirements for them to be able to thermally manage the HN1. <laughs> Tells me is, yeah, we're making a Ferrari. We're making the best Lamborghini on the market. It's up to the manufacturer putting the casing around it uh, to make it. And I think it's it, to a certain point, I understand, right? They Their approach, what they're looking for is we want to keep moving forward. But I think... I think you mentioned it, and not on our show. I think you mentioned it during your on the SGGQA where you're saying this could have been perfectly a year of let's not try to push the envelope, but more so maybe let's go back and fix what we did last year. Kind of conversation, yeah. improve the thermal management. The iPhone 13 to kind of... is largely a refining year mm-hmm. for a lot yeah. of the horsepower and performance. Yes, you can demonstrate in synthetic benchmarks a, a 10 to 15% CPU performance boost, but in real world applications, and especially once you start trying to break down like gaming comparisons, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. you it just doesn't... don't throttle as much as the iPhone 12. You're not really making up extra performance, especially in a game. You know, like when you start clocking 100 frames per second, you're not really making up extra performance when you see a 1% to 2% lift in mm-hmm. your frame rate. That's negligible. Again, I'm not going to say like the human eye can't see high frame rate, but I'm going to say the human eye is going to have a difficult time discerning 110 frames versus 112, right? Uh, Not even close. That's that's silly. But if your phone can sustain 100 frames per second for a longer period of time because there Mm -hmm. was just some refinement and some better... Uh, some better work done on the power management and the thermal processing, then then you've improved the actual performance. And so what I'm hoping is that coming out at the end of 2021, mm-hmm. manufacturers have looked at all of these issues. I mean, just look at how starkly different now power management is on the OnePlus 9 Pro. Instead of it being this behind-the-scenes, shadowy, kind of scummy, we're going to dump off all of your social media apps to low-power cores. There's now Mm -hmm. just a big button in your battery settings that gives you lower performance or higher performance. And that's really the way it should be. So if we go into 2022 Mm -hmm. with having learned that lesson kind of the hard way this year, then I think we're all in for a better experience. It's just, why expect 15% more CPU power Instead, look at the same CPU performance that we had this year and see if that can come with 10% power savings instead. Mm -hmm. 
And that's a good perk. That to me is an exciting, a I more that, mature. That, that would that would have been a, a yeah. better. Uh, that would have been the right move. Um, and just to jump on real quick with Michael uh, Michael's comment real quick here. Let's do this if we can do this right. So he's talking. Yeah, of course not now. Okay, so this is the uh, ROG Phone Two, uh, ROG Phone mm-hmm. Five uh, gaming uh, backup, not gaming backup, but this is like essentially a dock, a portable dock for it. Um, it's not snake oil, uh, Michael. It's actually pretty much the same as the Red Magic. Uh, you know, can actually. Also, I'll, 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 I'll take that back. I think the Red Magic had a better configuration on there because it has a dual fan, and the cooling was definitely much stronger there. Where with this one, it actually does help, but it doesn't do enough to be able to reduce the temperatures. Um, the RG Phone Five is built purposely to dissipate the heat better than most standard devices. The same way with the RG uh, with the Red Magic, uh, but they still suffered. The early generation, like the Six and the RG Phone Five, didn't have as much. The second generation, the Five S and the Six S, definitely benefited from what they did with the first generation. But at the end, I think what we're talking about is think take what we had with the 888 and then add to that because this is a next-gen, more powerful uh, chipset and more powerful uh, GPU as well as an ISP. So everything yeah. is going to be even more generating, you know, more, not saying necessarily generating heat, but definitely pushing more I, power. I more don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I got real nervous when I saw the ARM slide talking oh, about ARM yeah, during, and during, Cortex yeah, X2. Yeah, MediaTek, yeah, they showed that one in there. So when when they they get all excited like hey we're going to see as much as like a 15% improvement to processing power and then you look at their graph and the power to performance it's, shows like a 20% jump in in power draw and you're like that cannot happen that physically is not possible yeah. in a phone it, like we've already demonstrated on the A88 you you literally cannot sustain the full draw of the GPU. I mean the GPU in our phones right now, the A88 is approaching laptop power draw. So if you've got integrated graphics and a pretty on a pretty you know recent Intel build like a mm-hmm. Core i7, we're we're talking about 25 watt GPUs that you know we're getting up to 8 to 10 watt power draw in our phones. So, like, again, our, our, our scale is completely off if all we're looking at is the theoretical unicorn peak, because that, that's going to tank. Oh, like, and, that's, and that's just going to nuke us And, so and it is the unicorn peak, because the device doesn't actually run at that speed. Even if you are, it, Yeah, it can't stay at that. So <laughs> when we say a, a maximum of a 3.05 gigahertz, as opposed to the maximum of 3 gigahertz from, you know, between MediaTek and Qualcomm, the reality is this is the proverbial peak, and it is absolutely in a benchmark situation. Yeah. Because I don't think it really runs, and it can't sustain it. Uh, my Like I said, my main thing is at this point, we haven't heard any any company officially announced an 8 Gen 1 yet, right? Last year and the year before, we had devices already being announced or not or even maybe really already, already launched and um, available in China for, in specific markets. But my thing about it at this point is I want to see what OnePlus does with their device, obviously with the 10 and the yeah. 10 Pro. Um, I want to see I how think- the Find... Find X also kind of does the the approach there. Yeah. I don't know if you got a chance to get. Did you catch the Eno uh, the Innovation Day announcements from uh, from Oppo ah, earlier? Really. I mean, I I, I kind of skimmed them, but I didn't really dig in too deep. I didn't I, see anything. Yeah, I, I it was it was timed obviously for China. It wasn't time for us. It was late in the evening on the on Tuesday or Monday night, so I couldn't watch it live. But I caught it up next morning. 
Um, they're pushing some interesting in- innovation in the NPU configuration there to try to provide better processing yeah. for their for their images uh, to support the ISP on, I'm assuming, the Qualcomm chipset because that's for typically sure. what's in their final well, and, and if it's BBK, I mean, again, I cannot praise enough how good the photo coprocessor is on the Vivo. Absolutely. I mean, and, is... and I think and I think that's the biggest thing. I think they <laughs> learned from Vivo yeah. and now they're bringing it in specifically with the next gen on the Find series or the Find X series. So the Find X4 and the Find X4 Pro are definitely going to be powerhouses from Oppo's standpoint. It's still not running an Oppo SoC, which I was hoping for them to talk about, but that was definitely sure. a big proof. Um, the other thing that they also showcased was obviously the Find N, which I want to talk to you a little bit about that because there's a lot sure. of videos coming up. But there was also the AR glasses that they pushed out, which are interesting. Uh, they reminded me of glass. They reminded me so much of Google Glass, the way they were done, because it was like the frame of a glass, right? And then you have this attachment like that kind of magnetic. asymmetrical, yeah, yeah. large. One little yeah. large thing on the side. You don't want it. You take it off. So who, I was hoping who was it was. I, was uh, I think I was, I was lurking on Gadget Goddess's stream, and mm-hmm. they were just tearing into it so much for looking like uh, the power meters from Ginsu Force. Well, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. Oh, the, 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 it's yeah, over like, nine thousand. It's over nine thousand. No, yeah. So I, I, I got that vibe too. I feel like somebody at Oppo is a big Dragon Ball fan, which, by the way, is kudos to that. And thank you for taking sure. inspiration from that manga. Uh, but it was like, I like it. I like the approach of what they're doing. I feel like it needs a little bit more refinement. It's a China-only device right now, mm-hmm. which is also kind of similarly where the Find End was supposed to be. But it seems like it's actually sure. making its rounds. Quite a few, I think Mr. Fisher had access to it. Mm-hmm. I want to say GSM Arena and so on. They put out some some phones and some videos. But leave it to Oppo to to make a foldable that actually matches what the, um, the Duo is trying to do, which is the actual landscape yeah. experience of Android the right way mm-hmm. like when i saw that i was like oh was like yeah you tried it multiple times samsung let me show you how it's supposed to be done you take this you take that you make an android tablet in an actual tablet format it's smaller it's definitely yeah. heavier from what it sounds like at least uh than, than the um the full three full three uh, but the format is the right format it's it's supposed yeah. to be that and uh, it actually hasn't better it seems like it has a little bit of better uh, better approach to the folding display in the middle where it doesn't well, actually bend uh, it yeah as much. according to them that they've they've because of offsetting I, I, again the few things that I did kind of look into from from the Oppo announcements like because of the way that they've uh, they've they've moved around some of the internals against like where Samsung was putting stuff on the on the fold. Mm-hmm. That they can now close in a specific way to help minimize crease and separation between the hinges and things like that. So it's all really interesting. But to me, it's just more, I like the idea of it being kind of a smaller phone. Mm-hmm. It's thicker, but it's a smaller phone. And then it expands into something that's kind of like a squarish, medium-sized tablet. Yeah. And that is precisely what I like about my Duo is that it's kind of a, a kind of a blocky squarish phone that then expands into, into a, a multitasking a dual an Android a tablet dual form factor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like I said, leave it to Oppo to kind of fix that, but I think for me at least I felt the excitement around that one specifically because of the the approach that they mm-hmm. did there. Um so yeah, for sure. Uh if, if are we going to ever are we actually going to get our hands on it? Who knows? The reality of the matter is it's a China-only device right now, even as no, it no, is. No, I, I really appreciated uh, – I forget who it was. It was one of their chief operating officers or chief technical officers. I can't remember who. Someone mm-hmm. high up at Oppo. 
a big deal guy, um, was was mentioning like he was very forthright about the fact that this is going to start China only because the app ecosystem for this style of tablet interface was woefully inadequate for it to be a global launch. Oh, absolutely. So they're, they're, and, Michael, they're, and Mr. Fisher did the same thing. Yeah, Michael did that exactly thing. Yeah, the the, the aspect ratio, everything was just forked. Um, yeah. It wasn't designed. Yeah, it wasn't really man, meant to... And, and I don't think I mean, we don't gonna... hear that as being any kind of deal breaker on a fold. But of course, it's a, you know, I mean, it's a concern on any other type of folding phone or dual display or something like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm you need to be them. excited about a fold. But, but not. We, you don't have the same concerns for a fold. But on another phone, I do mm-hmm. want to point out that Android apps don't handle tablet interface. Fold is different. Fold, you're, you should always just want fold, it because fold it's is unique. Uh, <laughs> it's the Samsung. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. well, welcome welcome, welcome back to the uh, What's Happening with Samsung Week uh, here on the Best of Our Week. Um, and in this week, no, it's but, the but end this of is, year. No. But this is exactly what we've been talking about when we say, like, this is a Wild West type of idea. There is no consensus. I I do not believe Samsung has created the best version of this. I think they've created one of the first versions of this. And now we need to see how it can be better refined and to see if now getting a few more players in the space is going to spur on um, developer interest. Because now, I mean, we've got so many pieces now. We've got uh, Qualcomm and Razer working on a gaming, um, yep, the G3 a, a gaming handset. We've got more Definitely. tablet interest than we've ever seen over the last several years. Android 12L is going to help mm-hmm. expand this interface so that we've got more native Android code so that uh, manufacturers don't have to fix Build. Android for all these problems, like all this custom uh, augmentation of Android. And now we're starting to see more of these foldables and other devices that should be better multi-purposed computing devices. And mm-hmm. Alien Isolation is out. And that's a PC game that's going to take up 20 gigs of storage on your tablet or your folding phone. So if, if we're finally getting the pieces in place for developers to really start taking all of this more seriously, both from the productivity side and from the gaming side... Mm-hmm. I would say by 2024, over over the uh, well, like 2023, over the next two years, mm-hmm. um, we should see this synergy actually start to represent a more mainstream consumer push. We'll have yeah. I mean, it, it needs it needs more time. This is definitely the beginning. Um, I'm more excited to see at least what. What we get with more optimizations, at least, I mean, okay, so we're starting to see more devices get Android 12. Um, 12L just barely, if, you, if you're if you lucky to get it on, on the Pixel or whatever device that you're using. Um, the biggest thing, though, I'm worried at this point is, is that is that enough time or is that too long for people to lose interest in foldables in that manner? Because we're seeing a lot of companies following Samsung, right? Xiaomi comes in, they took Samsung's mm-hmm. approach. Um uh, what's it called? Huawei started their approach with the yep. outside fold, and then they converted I, over. I to I very Samsung. much believe that the Pixel foldable is going to be more like the Oppo, being, uh, being the more first one a, or the new one. The 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 rollable, or are you talking? No, the one like, that we oh, just oh the smaller the, the, yeah, the fine the end. end. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah, no, I'm hoping, and uh, I'm also so, wanting so to see. What, what what I think is going to happen, and, and this is going to be one of those really interesting chicken or the egg kind of situations to watch, is 
there's never going to be any one perfect tipping point where developers and consumers are all on the same page and the hardware and the software and the apps and the people and the customers all agree this is the moment, right? Yeah. Something is going to go first and then that's going to spark something else and then someone else is going to get interested and then that's going to piggyback on more competition. But I do believe over the next two years, we're going to see this kind of lobster potting Mm-hmm. It's not our consumers going to be excited enough to get them. It's our consumers going to be bored by the idea that it seems commonplace enough for them to trust it. Because right now, most average consumers aren't going to take a risk on their primary communications device. They don't take risks on that. So they need to see enough of these things out there in the ecosystem for it to be normal. Yeah. And when it's normal... Then they'll consider throwing some extra cash at it. Already the Oppo foldables, the rumored pricing for that is going to be lower than six, a fold. About six, yeah, it's, uh, if with translation, I think it's well, like 600 less uh, than, than the yeah. fold. Wasn't it like a $1,300 foldable yeah. somewhere in there, which is premium phone territory. Like it's Still. right in line with what we expect as an expensive phone. Mm-hmm. And, and again, over the next two years, I would imagine that the manufacturing costs are going are gonna to fall in line with kind of bringing that into more reasonable territory and and that we might get something like a galaxy a style foldable i don't need the most horsepower i just want extra screen real estate once we start seeing devices like that then i think consumers will trust that this is a real thing and not just Mm -hmm. a fad and then because we're going to see more of them out in the wild developers are going to say hey i really need to make sure my apps can do this like spanning thing and that they're formatting correctly. And then once all those apps get on board, then Apple's going to say, "Hey, we can finally invent foldable phones now." I was about and to then... actually, I was I wanted to like <laughs> jump in and say, and, it, and where in that timeline does Apple invent the fold? Because I, I, I think twenty twenty four. I mean, that's... I genuinely think twenty twenty four. They'll 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 start with a knockoff of the flip. Because they won't want to jump immediately to well, Huawei just released a. I, I saw somewhere where Huawei uh, released a knockoff of the flip also. Like mm-hmm. seriously, um, it, it yeah. was like some of those interesting things. Like, like I but said, but it's because of those those flip knockoffs that consumers are going to start seeing this as more normalized. Yeah, and they'll be willing to look at like, do I want a candy bar or do I want something that maybe gives me more 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 like tablet space? And and I think it's over those two years that the premium end of the smartphone market actually starts that they start representing foldables a bit more directly. But that's only if we can get 12L out there. We can mm-hmm. accept that there are going to be significant teething pains yeah, on 12L. Yeah, sure. yeah, Techies yeah. and geeks are terrible at acknowledging that all updates have bugs. It should just have worked and don't turn customers into beta testers is the dumbest <laughs> prevailing attitude we've experienced this year in 2021. Um, again, comparatively speaking... Because I love watching people freak out. If it's Pixel fans freaking out about the December update, if it's Samsung fans critical of the numerous patches that have come out for the Galaxy S series, Dude, as if it's, it's oh Samsung man, fans yeah. fretting about the Z Fold 3 update just being pulled, if it's OnePlus fans who are now getting strangely racist about that damn Chinese ROM that's on their phone now, as if Oxygen OS was, was built in here. South America or something. Uh, yeah. If we can't accept 
that like every major operating system update has come with more and more significant challenges as it's rolled out to consumers we're never going to get anywhere and we're always going to act like this is some big shock and that i guess no one should ever buy a phone ever again it it's it's a very interesting like they can't companies can't do anything right because <laughs> i think at, whatever you do you're going to piss off some part of the ecosystem yeah um I, I stopped listening to the OnePlus fretting when so many people were complaining about things that are obvious features and not bugs. Oh, it doesn't doesn't close out all my apps when I'm in multitasking. And you're like, have you ever seen a Xiaomi? Because that's how they've worked for a couple of years now. It, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Still, still does. It does. <laughs> it, it's no, still, no, no. That's what I mean is like it's, it's by design. Feature. So if you're yeah. in an app and something's running in the background, and you want to clear out RAM for better performance, performance it you preserves that. the app that's on your screen. People are complaining in the OnePlus forums that that's a bug. And you're like, no, the point is to free up system resources so that the main app that you're you're trying to work on in that moment... Can run, can run better. Exactly. Run, if you don't want it, the then full go to recent and swipe it up. No, exactly. Absolutely. But um, no, no, TK, that's garbage now. And it's just like, it's just so sad that OnePlus has betrayed all of their customers and that now instead of stock Android, it's a Chinese ROM. And if you just wanted a Chinese phone, you could just go buy a Chinese phone. But OnePlus was different and now they've completely died and they're not worth it and it's the worst ever. You know what, actually... um... <laughs> on the Oculus, oh my God, El Jefe is doing it next level. Damn. Okay, I, El Jefe is okay. living in like twenty twenty five. Um, I guess awesome. El Jefe, El Jefe is in Meta, man. He's in Meta. He's in the Metaverse. Oh, actually, we are in the. Are, are we in the Metaverse? No, wait. Did we somehow? Like, oh my God, did we actually get converted into into the Metaverse without even knowing that we were? But you know, I hate it. When le- that leave, leave it to Jeff to to, to rock our. There I go, off. metaversing again, and I didn't I thought even it was, know. I thought it was cool when uh, when Dan from uh, Grounded Tech posted a video one time uh, or a picture while he was watching us on his TV in the living room. I thought that, I thought we made it when we hit that level. That was that but, was cool. Uh, uh, it would be nice though. Uh, maybe we should talk about this, uh, JC. You know, maybe maybe we want to be able to set us stuff up with uh, a meta room or a conference where everybody can just watch us on Oculus and we can be all these you know avatar with just the top half of our body because the legs don't matter anymore. No. I mean, having. you know, I'm gonna be all like cranky about Facebook stuff. So I know it's it's it's. it's I don't. It's I don't. A, I'll save that for my podcast where I can rail about the politics and how awful Facebook is. Because and on that note, make sure to check out the SGTQA on Monday <laughs> right. mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard and then, Time, where Juan gets on his make soapbox. Sure you and, <laughs> like and subscribe and smash that bell icon and hit the Patreon. Absolutely, and, and me on dude, that hype and train on Monday. You were doing crazy. some great. Oh my god, was it crazy? Holy cow. Like Gary has never, like I've never seen. Gary was on fire. He was carrying that. I mean, like I, I, I walked in and I was, was like, even like at the end, like, hey, Gary needs three percent to close out hype train. Can someone spend some bits? Before you finish that <laughs> sentence, we crossed it. There was that delay before you saw because I was so like watching great. the chat. I was like, "What the <laughs> hey, man?" No, no, dude. This is absolutely. This is the love, the support of the community. Uh, everybody hanging out, obviously, uh, just hanging out with us, um, and only Juan's, of course, because you know that's the show that we're going to be uh, yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> Faraday cage butt. My Faraday too. cage butt. Uh, it's yeah, not no, even it, an it, exceptionally like full butt it's like kind of a, just a normal 40 year old dude butt but it totally kills bluetooth and i don't know what it is about it's, my butt it it's just... 
physics, man. It's physics. Just right? I, all I need to do is light up the sage, like man. A... Light up the sage and read some tarot cards. <laughs> Let, let's just, just put like that down cleanse. on the table, man. I've got to cleanse my derriere with some sage. My wife was jokingly saying is when she when she saw that I turned on the sage, she said, <laughs> "Are you gonna just go ahead and bless the office or do some stuff with?" Like I said, "No, I'm not turning on. I'm not turning that thing on again ever." Um, <laughs> while while you were talking earlier, a whole bunch of stuff. I actually it, casually, uh, my backyard was filled with leaves. So this afternoon, actually, I was I spent it in my backyard breaking in the leaves because it was just so much leaves. Our tree just dumped everything in one week, and the yeah. rain was just not helping it. But um, it's been it's been an interesting week for sure. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about the video that you put out this week also. Uh, so you put out sure. a video on the magic eraser. So obviously it's one of those mm-hmm. new features. Um, how how's it been? I mean, have you been? I've, I've tried. I use it every once in a while, and I also use the Samsung version of it. I find yeah. Pixel is definitely much better. Uh, but sometimes it it kind of does that whole artifact thing kind of going on. Yeah, so totally has has so there I, been? I, I, so here here's my thing. Because I'm the cranky old dude, and yeah. I like people to understand how they can better make content. Mm-hmm. So um, I really enjoy Magic Eraser for what it is. It's a streamlined way to do a fairly in advanced style of editing as easily as possible. Yeah. But when we let our our pocket computers do all the thinking for us, there, those pocket computers are going to arrive at conclusions that we would not have made if we were more in control of this style of editing. And so the video that I put out was 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 uh, you know kind of in praise of the democratization of that kind of photography editing, but it was also to highlight like it's it's never going to be perfect. It's always going to be making assumptions based on the rest of the scene. It's always going to be trying to draw information from around your edit. And it's regularly going to come up with incorrect solutions. It's just that often, if it's something distracting in your photo, a little bit of digital garbage might be better than the thing that was distracting in your photo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because it becomes so, more of the background and it, it gets in the, yeah. So uh, obviously there are pros and cons to all of these. And what I found is like, if it's an edit on grass, I actually think Snapseed, the older algorithm that's built into Snapseed's healing tool, does a better job of kind of cutting and pasting and replacing grass. I don't know what it is about Magic Eraser, but it it, it leaves like, um, it almost looks like an indentation. It looks yeah, like yeah. a shadow of what you scooped out, and it doesn't blend as well as what the healing tool does in Snapseed. But if it's something that has like a gradient or if it's like sky, the Samsung version, I think, actually does pretty well. Yeah. So so if you're like at a horizon and you're removing something from the horizon, that's definitely better than Snapseed. So you kind of keep breaking it down. Like if you understand, you get a feel for what each of these individual tools does, you might have four different apps on your phone for this style of editing, but you can come up with these better conclusions. And I think the OG out of all of this is uh, photo stacking with a median filter. This mm-hmm. is old school HDR style processing, but if you can take like, so say you go to like a, a an amusement park, mm-hmm. and I wish I had done this, but um, like when before uh, quarantine, uh, we went to Disneyland, and yeah. I got to get a photo of the Millennium Falcon, but of course tourists are all swarming it. Someone has to like walk right up in front of it and just always, like, always, always, never. Falcon. It's like they see you taking a picture. I. 
Sorry. And or they like turn and stare at you for taking a picture of them while they're standing right in front of the Millennium Falcon. Or if, if they're I behind you and they're yeah, they're behind you, but they're looking at your camera at the same time as you are. But yeah, exactly. Not so. Creepy at if all. I had been smart, what I would have done is set up like a little pocket tripod and just taken a photo like every minute. And then what happens is what you can do is you can take those individual photos and you can move them into GIMP or into Photoshop or into some type of photo editing software. And, and you stack all those images on top of each other and, and a median uh, filter will look through and find differences. So if it sees like, hey, this is something that's in one photo, but it's not in another, let's cut that thing out and replace it with whatever was in the background. That's the best There way. is yep. an app on Android, Photomate R3, which works very much like Adobe Lightroom, and it mm-hmm. has an HDR or median stack. And it's got a really good algorithm for lining up landmarks in your photo, so you don't need to put it on a tripod. If, you can, if you're in a situation where it's like, hey, a couple cars are driving through, but I just want a really clean photo of this landscape, if you can think, let me take a photo, let me wait 20 seconds, let me take another photo, let me wait 20 seconds, let me take another photo, let me wait 20 seconds... It'll line up all those photos from your handheld shots, find the differences in each photo, as I'm freaking out my NVIDIA software right now by yeah, moving in, my hands NVIDIA around. is like, what differences are you talking about, Juan? I don't see and differences. so then Photomate will pull you know, like all that information, stack all those images together. Mm-hmm. You still might end up with like a little bit of garbage. Just like say mm-hmm. a car was driving through and another car was driving through and a piece of one car overlaps with another car. Then mm-hmm. Photomate will put in like garbage from that from that kind of you know layering of the two cars. Then you can go into Magic Eraser or Snapseed and do just a teeny little heel edit. Instead of having to get rid of a whole car, you just have to get rid of just a teeny little bit of noise from overlapping cars. So if you can get a feel for just some of that basic photography editing, and you don't have to cut anything out yourself. This isn't like stacking or doing layers or doing really advanced edits in Photoshop. Or having this to is cut, yeah, cut a piece from another picture that you And then clone and, tool and then it clone and then it. try and bring it up. This yeah, is yeah. still almost all auto. Like, this is still all software doing the actual processing for you. But if you, if you hit with two apps, like you do a stack of photos and a Magic Eraser or a stack of photos and a Samsung um, cut and replace. Ma- cut, yeah. It, it's it's amazing. I did a freeway shot, and I actually show it in that video. I did a freeway shot where I took six photos, and because of the way that cars line up at the horizon, there's a lot of like overlaps. You see these like pieces of cars that are still left mm-hmm. over from the photo stack. Well, that's cake for Magic Eraser to get rid of. But if Magic Eraser had had to get rid of twenty cars in this freeway shot, there's no way. It would have looked awful. It looked like you just took an eraser and manually erased it out of the picture. And you <laughs> yeah, I would have been wiping out like like at least twenty percent of the photo would have been my finger wiping over magic eraser. It, it would be fun. It would be funny though if at some point when when we try to use the magic eraser or the magic eraser gets smart enough, if you're taking pictures in in like maybe known landmark or public landmarks where there is. A yeah. massive database of pictures that maybe it could pull from that as opposed to just having to be blended. We already do it with the moon. I was going to say the moon. <laughs> have you ever tried? No, the moon I'm serious. Moon? Like, yeah. like this moonshot zoom on Samsung is definitely AI enhanced. Um, Absolutely. Which it? I think. Is it Vivo has a moon mode? And um, it looks hilarious. It looks like they just take a moon sticker. 
and stick it over the bright spot <laughs> in your spot photo. The, and there's your moon. There's there, your moon. There's right a moon. Um, so we're already starting to do some of that stuff, TK. We're eventually going to get to the get to the point where no matter what photo you try to take, someone has photo. literally already taken that photo, and all oh, we're yeah. doing is pasting in their I'm, image for your photography. It, it, it is a scary, scary algorithmic future where <laughs> our photos are going to look absolutely fantastic due to the massive database of content. No, I mean, the reality is this. Look, um, you're right. It, it depends on what tool you're using and the approach to it is going to be a little bit different. I um, I personally like the way it works. I mean, I remember, this is years in the making. We heard mm-hmm. about this feature two to three years ago from Google and the way yeah. they demonstrated it back then, I don't know if you remember, it was a, a picture of a fence where there was somebody or something or a kid behind the fence and, or some kind of weird thing and then they erased it and then they were, the fence was basically magically recreated. And the way they showed it made it look like it was crazy magic because it looked yeah. like it was a perfect picture. But in reality, obviously, it was more done for dramatic effect. I don't think that's how it works and it still doesn't work. Um, but yeah, I, I think Snapseed, I think for, of all the tools, I still feel like it's still one of the, my, my oldest ones that I like to use as actually yeah. a good well-balanced video, uh, sorry, video photo editor that you can download and it's free and you're mm-hmm. easy. To, and then I downloaded the uh, the Photomate that you just talked about. I want to check it out. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with I, that so one. So Photomate is a premium app. I think it's a $10 buy on Google Play. There's, there's but, two versions. Yeah, there's the free and then... Yeah, yeah so but I, if you want to do, if you want to do any of the batch processing or the image stacking, mm-hmm. I don't think that's available in the free version. But... So yeah. if you only ever edit like one raw photo at a time, Snapseed is amazing. Like mm-hmm. do, don't don't bother looking anywhere else. Go Snapseed. It's free. It's a great editor for raw files, even for JPEGs. If you just need to touch up a JPEG and slap like some text or a sticker on it, it, oh, yeah. it works really well too. Or but if you want to do some of the more yeah, color, yeah, color grading, batch processing, or Lightroom style, if you also want some better filters for noise reduction. Mm-hmm. That's the big omission from Snapseed. So your raw file is probably going to be a little grainier. There isn't a good noise filter. Like, I don't want to kill the Luma noise. I want to get after the Chroma noise so that the colored sparkles are there, aren't there anymore. But that, like, the kind of black and white grain preserves mm-hmm. all of the image fidelity and structure uh, data that's something you can do in Photomate. But then on top of that, if you want to start playing with some of these other like methods of filters, stacking, um, it's a really good algorithm for stitching together uh, um, panoramas. Yeah. Where it lines up elements of the panorama so that you can take a couple of individual photos. I know like our phones have gotten really good at just doing that scanning. You just kind of you know turn your phone 180 degrees and you get a panorama shot. But if you want to do something a little bit more traditional structured panorama, then uh, those algorithms are really good too. But again, it, it's it's still like I feel like this is another conversation where kind of like Apple, you know, they mm-hmm. start talking about professional editing on your phone that sparks an interest. It's not an Apple app that you're going to get, and it's not an Apple camera app that you're going to use to get all of this out of your iPhone. It it draws more attention to this, and then those people who are interested are going to go off and find the real solutions to get that kind of work done. Magic Eraser helps kind of whet an appetite. I mean, I think it's really clever, and I think it's really exciting to see how it's starting to pre-select objects. Mm-hmm. Where other yeah. healing tools rely on your input alone, oh, yeah. Magic Eraser tries and, to say, uh, yeah. "Hey, this might be something you could get rid of," and and it's it's surprising, like how often it gets that kind of stuff right 
mm-hmm. your photos. And then from there, now you, you've been exposed to this concept. You can go and find some of these other more photographic solutions to do this effect even better than what an automated filter can do. Um, so Huawei did is, and I forgot which one I was, I want to say the Mate 40 or the P40. They had a mode in their camera where it takes, it does a photo stacking that you were talking about, that the, mm-hmm. the algorithm, the process that we have in PhotoMate yeah. in camera. And it did yep. it really well. Um, I remember having, I did it with Omar. We were in the, we, we have paseos. We have areas here. We were able to walk off the free, off the street and stuff. So for you to be able to just take a walk with the family. So I, I set up my shot and I knew Omar was, at, you know, he's walking in there and there's some people behind him. Um, I selected him and I took the picture and it does the exact same thing. It takes a stack of pictures as the image was going on. And then it mm-hmm. just literally figured out who it need, who does not need to be there other than the subject. Right. And it did it really, I mean, it did it really well in camera, but I, I'm loving the fact that, you know, Huawei is still trying to push those limits to give us those type of technologies in yeah. camera, but nobody talks about it. Nobody really kind of reviews that feature. I put that in well, mind. No, because because like, the only was, thing was... worth talking about is you pulled it out of the box and then you just open the camera and you just push the shutter button in or full Or how does auto. it compare to the iPhone 13 and how, how does it compare to the Sam Apple And And uh, again, you can only use features that are on an iPhone. Yeah. So if, if it's a because feature that's, that's not on an iPhone, then it's not worth talking about. Um, but always... snarkiness aside, because like Bionic Scoop has this looks longingly at the X70 in Lightroom. Um, I gotta say, uh, the X70 has a built-in three and five shot bracket. So you can bracket the shots, like one single shutter push gets you like a three bracket or five bracket series. And then you go and dump those in PhotoMate, and you've got an even better HDR (laughs) than what most phones normally produce. Like, it's so good seeing what what like our our phones can accomplish if you just give them the right tools to kind of uh, you know produce that last uh consumer image i like that no i mean it, it's one of those things like i said advanced cameras um are there for a reason and it's not all about uh you know um auto mode and you know like just mm-hmm. point and shoot which don't get me wrong some devices do it quite well pixels do it great but you, that's one of the reasons why you download the additional apps like the Snapseeds, the PhotoMate, the you know Lightroom or whatever app that you like to use to edit your content in. Um, I do have to say that I found that um, uh, CapCut works so much better on Pixels than it does on yeah. my Samsung. Like uh, exporting the GPU power shows its power right there. Like exports is like, mm-hmm. boom, like right there, it's done. Um, I love just... It's one of those, like, like said, it's sneaky faster than you think it would be. Yeah, yeah. like, it starts, and, it, and, it, woof, and I'm like, wait, wait, a, wait, like, you beat the 888, like, not even, like, the 888 wasn't even there. Um, <laughs> but, like, I've been putting out the, the advent calendar ones on uh, on Instagram every day because it's just geeky, and, and I love the fact I want to see what everything kind of comes up every day. But um, I've gotten good to the point where I'm able to, you know, I have a pretty much a, a method now that I know exactly how to edit it. And I did it tonight on my Pixel, and it just, like, was right there. I was like, crazy good. Like, that's what I'm doing, man. Forget about it. Um, I do want to say this a little bit as far as the update. So the Fold 3 does not have the latest update. As you know, Samsung pulled that out. Uh, because, well, and, I, and you know, of I'm course, shaking. the internet melted down just like they did with OnePlus. No, not same thing, happened, my friend. You know, because exactly the Samsung, same. Samsung shall not do anything wrong, and you just, yeah. You know, and, and it, then... it's weird. It's like <laughs> OnePlus does it and everybody just freaks out. Samsung does it and it's like, yeah. I'm just I'm so still... sad because like I, there are definitely some some things that need to be polished up 
on ColorOS's version of Oxygen OS oh, for Android 12. And, and, and yeah, and OnePlus no is one, aware. Yeah. No one rationally would say, like, there aren't bugs to fix up. So many people on OnePlus, because of this self-identification with the look of their launcher, like, my personal, you know, my, my, my life is, is defined by the look of the launcher on my phone, are missing out on some significant performance control improvements and camera improvements that take the OnePlus 9 to a whole other level. There's like, so much it's more. It's performing yeah. more like the Vivo, mm-hmm. and it was, one of the, it was already one of the best Android shooters of the year. And now you have more control over the performance of the phone, and you can run it cooler if you want to. These were all the major problems we had with the OnePlus 9, and and people are 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 throwing these temper tantrums, missing the stuff that's actually going to benefit them. To complain about like, oh, but now my icons aren't as customizable, and you're like, oh, so yeah, ColorOS does allow man. you to use third party, third, third, yeah. So Color, sorry, missed. not ColorOS. Uh, OnePlus will allow you to still use <laughs> third party custom uh, custom icon, uh, you know, icon packs and so on. It's um, I actually it got a chance to play start playing some games on it because of the uh, mm-hmm. the Z2s here. Um, and I'm loving the the game launcher that they brought over from uh, from Color OS. It actually is more intuitive, yeah. easy to use. Um, they obviously we no longer have the fanatic uh, moniker because they lost the licensing for that. I guess now it's just Pro Mode um, screen recording, very simple interface, and it does exactly how it's uh, it's supposed to be. And again, you have to understand that had this not been related to Oppo and had this been just OnePlus pushing out an update with new features, I don't think any, I mean, we would have still had some snarkiness going on, but I feel like people yeah. need to just understand and, and we just need to get through this. So once OnePlus pushes out the update one more time, when they fix all of the, the different, I think they, they outlined what they wanted to do. Um, I love the fact that also that they brought work-life balance into this version as uh, where mm-hmm. it was previously only in India. A lot of people yeah. didn't know that there was a feature in OnePlus devices that was restricted only to Indian t- devices because they felt like it was more appropriate. Now it's available internationally on uh, all OnePlus. So it's the little things. You have to appreciate the new things coming in. But it, yeah, it needs a little bit of refinement. Uh, my Fold never got the official update. Luckily, I'm still running on the beta because the, the official update was borking devices, which mm. <laughs> would have been a much bigger problem for me uh, because, yeah. you know, I don't know if the warranty covers me installing a beta and them borking it based on that. Yeah. It, it's one of those conversations, man. It's the end of 2021. We're getting – there's no more new devices kind of thing. It's, it's starting to slow down a little bit before CES kicks us up into high gear again. And – yeah, there's nothing else to talk about other than software. It's the software conversation, right? Well, not me. I'm going to make a video on this 2x2 Bluetooth-enabled speed cube. Because it's a 2x2 <laughs> and, 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 Rubik's Cube, and it's Bluetooth-enabled, and it's really cool. So that's going to go as out in, It's a speaker? Is that, it a speaker? Oh, Bluetooth. No, that, that, the sensors in the cube line up with the app on your phone so that the uh-huh. orientation of the cube can be used as a way to solve... So the phone can always help you solve. And then they also okay. have all these little games that you can play. Okay, so like okay. They've got like a music maker. So based on your rotations, it'll do like music notes. So okay. I was like playing Ode to Joy by twisting the cube around. It was pretty great. I liked it. And I liked then um, they also have like speed challenges. So not only timing yourself, but then also like if you do this kind of orientation, how many moves will it take you to get back to like the solved cube and stuff? So 
I, I, I'm the, the the original Go Cube, the three by three. Again, it, like that's the only reason I know how to solve a Rubik's cube was because I could visualize it in three D on a phone screen that would line up with my movements of the actual cube. Mm-hmm. That's how I was able to kind of wrap my brain around solving a Rubik's cube. So now the two by two is like this adorable little version of the same thing, and I really like it. I'm glad you like it. Um, I, do we want to talk about uh, possibly something special maybe going on next week? Or do we want to uh, surprise sure. everybody? Just before we get to that, um, sorry, I it, I don't know if McCorcoran is still in the chat. He way, 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 way earlier back in the chat asked about USB DACs. And I oh. just wanted to break down because I'm breaking in a whole bunch of new earbuds that I can't talk about just yet. Um, <laughs> but in doing so, I was really trying to look back and forth. Um, on my Pixel 6, uh, the THX worked. So the THX Onyx, the mm-hmm. EcoZerta was surprisingly... The Bolt works as well, since it's the the T- your THX. Yeah, the Bolt works as well, because I've used it for audio in and audio out. So the Zerta was a little hissy. And I don't know if that was just one of my Zerta cables. That's the Eco, the one with the magnetic detachable cable on it. That It mm-hmm. worked. I did get, you know, a good, you know, loud signal out of it, but there was an error on the Pixel 6 that I didn't have when I was using it with um, uh, any of my other phones, especially okay. my, my Duo. Um, the Q3, the Fio, oh, the Fio. cannot get it to work. It, it, it does not work Fio, on my Pixel the, the, 6. The, the, the Fio is a little bit um, it's, finicky. It's finicky. It doesn't yeah. work with Samsung either. It it doesn't it just does not register at all. So it's I I feel like the feel for me for me at least my best use case for it is always with the PC. I love it with the PC yeah. because it gives me the best control for best audio experience wired with the DT770. So I don't I don't really much because it works with the PC also. It's a, such a USB kind of a thing. Because with devices it's very picky, and on mobile sure. devices I I am more so preferring. Oops. Okay, well now it's not broken. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. uh, I dropped the uh, the USB bolt. portion, the the A, the CDA, the Helm bolt. Oh, gotcha. Honestly, hands down, such a good, yeah, such a small little accessory. Keep it with you. Plug in almost. It works with any headset. Haven't found a phone that does not recognize it. And I love the fact that which I didn't realize till I saw your video. By the way, that we can use it as an audio input, not just an audio out. Like yeah. for microphone in, especially for my Pixel, real nice. I love the fact. And, it, you know, so for sure. Uh, and then, of course, the Pixel camera is so easy to use. Mm-hmm. Either be it Bluetooth audio or wired audio, it lets you use any input. Uh, and regardless. so then the other the other one also, I, I did try it out with the periodic audio. So that okay. it's I like a 40, one, yeah. $40 DAC cable, maybe a $50 mm-hmm. DAC cable. Um, and that worked really well, too. Yeah, because so, I think the uh, Helm and the THX are about 100 or a little yeah. over 100 for the THX. So the helm the helm is a little over 100. The TH, the THX is I still think is 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 at 200. Um the Zerda is like 70 something I second, say. 75 the Zerda 60, is 70. cheaper. Yeah. yeah, the Eco, the IQ. And then so. just just below that would be the uh the periodic audio. That's good. Yeah. No, no, it does, there's a lot of options. I mean, with your Pixel, there's really very few that had that have hiccups. Like I said, uh, the mm-hmm. Q3 is one of them, but I think that's just part of what the Q3, I don't know why, yeah. uh, maybe it needs a firmware update or something like that. But I think, it, I mean, it, with, it does when it works, general? it works perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no. When um, it works, it works perfectly. But there are some devices that just like not even, 
like hello, 70% of the just... time it works every time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so let's let's wrap this up um because uh, i think next week next week we've got to change things up just a little bit cuz we're getting okay, right into right into the the, the holidays. holidays yeah yeah and and uh obviously next thursday we're we're into the eve of christmas eve so the, i think yeah, we're going to we're going to yeah. do a morning show next yeah. thursday we're going to try to shoot just for so a morning show both of our families won't be freaking out about us doing work stream stuff but we are still going to do a show next week yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah for and, sure and we are still gonna gonna hang out but i think we're also going to try and do this in person because i still have this awesome folding phone that i think you need to test drive absolutely and you man. still I... have an awesome folding phone that I need to test that drive. That you need to test drive, absolutely. Which also comes with a pen this year, so congratulations. We got pens to be able to compare at this point. Um, when, well, yeah. and just like our tradition is, like, if something's stylus-enabled, because we did Note yeah. with the, the, last, the last time we did a trade like this. So. Absolutely, yeah. Which, actually, if you think about it, uh, it's the normal cover that I normally show on the, on the show whenever we don't have a custom thumbnail. It's us mm-hmm. holding the Note with the Duo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think this is, it's due for us to kind of update that picture. I think that's To refresh that. We, get, we, refresh. we need to recreate it, though. You need to, you know. Yeah, we'll have to recreate it. And I think so next Thursday, uh, stay tuned, but it's going to be a, a daytime show. So it'll be yeah. sometime in the morning on Thursday uh, so that because my Saturday morning, well, sorry, the, the Android Bay show, uh, which typically airs on Saturdays because of Christmas Day, obviously I'm not having it there. I'm going to have it on Friday morning. So the Friday morning mm-hmm. would be my show and then Thursday morning will be Juan and I uh, with the best of our week. So yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird. Uh, it's the end of the year, as you can imagine. And as as Juan was saying, we do not want to infringe into that because my wife was asking me, "Like, are you seriously having a podcast on Christmas Day?" And I said, "I am not oh. going to get into people's. I will not get into. It just happens to be yeah. there, right? Last year was on Friday, so I didn't have any problems. This year it's on Sabado. Anyways, um, so long story long. Yeah, uh, look out for it. I'll I'll make sure to po- post the um, you know uh, note mm-hmm. about that hopefully Wednesday, so people can know. Um. And then, um, because also on Friday, I'm going to be announcing the the winner of the Android Bay giveaway with the Neo Two, the the G, the, the Realme GT Neo Two, um, which surprisingly, actually, the channel is doing pretty good. Uh, we got up to 200 yeah. subs. I was finally able to catch my own. So I have my custom URL, which is literally all I cared for. Perfect is the ability of having the Android Bay because I didn't want somebody else to take it. Um, it's actually nice. It's nice. So uh, we'll see how that kind of goes, and then uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how the challenge goes. And if I ever return, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I do want to definitely check out the duo. The duo, yeah. the first duo was definitely a lot of fun, and I feel like the duo two would be also a lot of fun to check out, especially since it's, you've you've gotten a few updates on it. Yeah, it's uh, this last update helped a lot. So you're 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 coming into this in better condition than I think. When same we last year. Same thing. Swap. Last time we yeah. did the exact same thing. I got it from you, and we got a major update. <laughs> it was like and that fixed a whole bunch of things. Um, TK, sneaky Bay version two point this year. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll have to we'll have to work. I'll work it with Juan. We'll do an update to the sneaky me going in and try to steal something off of his car. Um, it we'll have to work it definitely. We'll we'll have to update <laughs> that. DT caught us on that one. You know, congratulations. Another, another well. <laughs> We'll have to write another skit. Uh, we'll have to see if this works. 
That's a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of pressure for one. The whole plan know. that we had originally trying to make this like some kind of Mission Impossible thing, like we started out strong and then did not finish it off. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to... I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Actually, that that podcast, the one time we did it, dude, uh, we recorded it on on an Xperia. Yeah, we remember we were at the we were at Balboa. It was still during the whole pandemic. Like you know, we obviously we were still in the middle of it, and we were actually social distancing. You know, sitting in all that good stuff. We were mm-hmm. using wireless mics and all of that. Um, oh, speaking of Xperia's, by the way, before we get too far, I'm really happy to see that a lot of people are trying are getting their hands on the Xperia Pro High. Um, yeah. And they're 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 seriously getting like excited about it. I think, um, oh man, who, what's his name? Uh, I forgot. So I know we know Mr. Fisher, uh, Michael Fisher got his hands on on it. Um, Fandroid got his hands on on it, and I want to say also, uh, what is it called? Uh, GSM Arena as well. I think yeah. so. There's more companies coming in, so hopefully we'll get a chance to play with the because we never got a chance to play with the full set. That was my, my thing. I was excited to see it in the wild, but we played with a not only a prototype, but also somewhat of a hindered version because we didn't have full access. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we'll get a chance to circle back and, you know, play around with some, some of those. Um, so yeah, with that being said, uh, I'm actually looking forward to CES. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Juan and I were, were going to work it a little bit different. Yeah. It, it's, it's very much. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I would say a very much uh, interesting year and see how things kind of go. And I want to see what the new tech and how they're, the presence is going to be different this year since not every, not all the vendors and everybody's going to be in there. It's going to be a little bit maybe – I'm hoping not, not as congested, but it's Vegas. So I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, what I was going to say. So tomorrow the, the, the Cube video is going to come out. I'm, yeah. I'm debating putting out a short, just a quick 60-second short, um, doing a comparison between these two guys, talking a little bit more nice. – um, since I have in, yeah, I have independent I, I videos, I was supposed to get some of those buds because I finally got the the buds pro. So I think I'm on like a delayed track. So hopefully I'll be able to play with the the Z2. The buds. So. so the Z2s are absolutely a fun pair for gaming and for um for 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 gaming low latency. I mean all the all the all the benefits that we get for the for the audio performance minus the high uh, the better codec in there. Um, but I still feel like the Buds Pro are better for audio f- uh, and content consumption. Okay. Um, the 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 audio profile on on the Z2s is highly more f- leaning too much into the bass. Uh, I feel like that sometimes it even muddies some of the experiences of the mids and highs. Like if you're playing I, I, music, I will be curious to test your assessment of these buds. Absolutely, ab- and I would love to sit there and discuss that with you on another episode of the best of our of week. the best of our week, <laughs> <laughs> leading into it right there. Um, so, with that being said, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show. It was actually we're right on mark. How did that happen? Nailed um, it. About the, about an hour and a half as usual. So we try not to kill this with the with the ending. Um, hope you have a good week. Enjoy. Uh, we're getting close to the end of the year, so hope you guys are getting some time off, spending with the family, uh, reconnect with family that you haven't been able to reconnect with, and obviously stay safe. Um, Juan and I obviously will try the best that we can figure out what's going to happen next Thursday. Stay on the lookout mm-hmm. for that. I'll see you Saturday for the Android Bay. I can't believe I'm saying the Android yeah. Bay. Episode 101, since technically it's now the 101. Uh, and, That's exciting, uh, though. It was yeah, the right you know, time to make the jump. It cool. was... Um, it took a lot of inspiration from you. I, I didn't go to Twitch mostly because I just have not built up the following there. And I felt like keeping everything in the YouTube space, I think for me at least, kind of works out. And this way there's no more 
I don't know. Sure. I'm hoping algorithmic things start working. I don't know. I, I'm, I could be doing all of this for Who for nothing, tell? but it, it hopefully we'll be we'll be able to see it. So thank you, Juan. Thanks everybody. Aditya, Barry, Ranesh, Tech Love and Mama, of course. Uh, Mary Wells, uh, and I think uh, Michael Corrigan, um, El Jefe, of course, Jeff, um, everybody else, uh, Michael Peppertech, as well as um, I think a whole bunch of other people. I, I'm sure I missed some people in there. Uh, take care. We'll see you next week and uh, be well. <laughs>